You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Save a Pooch on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Beverly Isla. Thank you for joining us. Today we have a very special guest with a very special trait of communicating with animals. Her name is Claudia Hare, and she has helped clients from around the world better connect with their animals for several purposes. She has also been featured on television networks, including Discovery Channel, magazines, radio, newspapers, you name it. But before we get Claudia's in-demand input, we'll be right back after these messages. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's designerpetsweaters.com, the latest fashion trends for our furry friends. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Save a Pooch. With us now is renowned animal communicator, Claudia Hare, ready to share some information that some may ask, how in the world is that even possible? Thanks for joining us, Claudia. Thanks so much for having me, Beverly. I love, love what you do and how you can help so many of us dog lovers, not to mention our furry friends who are dying to talk to us. So you've been doing this for almost 20 years. Is that correct? Actually, I've been doing it my entire life, but professionally 20 years. Yes. 20 years. Okay. And not only pertaining to um, animal companions, but other animals as well. And I'm sure there are many wondering, how is it even possible? So how would you address that question? Well, we can communicate with animals, of course, in all kinds of different ways. You know, like there's the verbal mm-hmm. communication, there's body language, there's scent and so on. But I call them a one-way street because if you ask your dog verbally, hey, what's your favorite color, you don't get any answers back, right? So the only way in which we truly can have a conversation with animals with questions and answers is through telepathy. And telepathy mm-hmm. is basically a form of EFT. And through telepathy, we can really talk to animals about everything. And they can, they literally talk back to us. So they answer our questions. And what I do, I just translate basically the telepathic messages into words for people to hear. 
And hmm. yes, you're right. We can communicate with all animals from the one cell amoeba to the biggest so far known animal on the world in the world, which is the blue whale. So you can talk to absolutely every animal. So how come not? It's not mainstream yet with us. Well, everybody's actually telepathic. Telepathy is also known as the universal language. Mm-hmm. I like to call it a soul-to-soul connection because when you communicate with somebody telepathic, you actually communicate with the soul. And we all do it. It's an inborn, not an inborn, I mean, it's, it's a soul ability and we are all souls. So the thing is that we have just not been taught how to use it. It's, um, yes, when we grow up, we are really focused on our verbal skills. You know, if you have a child, right. you ask the child, what do you want? You know, and, and um, you know, the child has to say the word. And then also through social conditioning, we kind of believe that animals are not quite as intelligent. They're lesser beings, which is absolutely not true. But like, you know, when I grew up, for example, when you saw an animal like on TV or something, you know, it was behind cage, behind bars, and right. the only smart animals were Lassie and Black Beauty, right? But luckily, this is changing now. I mean, now in commercials, you see animals speak. The movies, you know, Dr. Doolittle. It's just that we don't use verbal communication. We use telepathy. I mean, think about it. There's sign language. There's many ways to communicate. It does now these days. People text rather than talk. They text. Absolutely, yeah. So there's different ways now. And it's just, like I said, it's just one way of communication, which we just have not been taught. But it is changing. When I first started, there was only one other lady around to, you know, was an animal communicator and now 20 years later there's so many communicators out there which is fantastic because it's finally finally everybody's catching on oh trust me it is i do believe it is needed it would completely help but it's just funny how you say that because i was talking to somebody and they were just trying to kind of explain to me how you get into the state where you can do telepathy where you're you kind of slow down your body and your thinking and she showed me a picture of her dog and just the thought of the red Kongs came up and I just, just happened to ask her just for, who knows, maybe for some reason. And she said, yeah, that's his favorite toy. I'm like, right. oh, that's interesting. So right. I think I had a glimpse of, of how to do it. It's just my brain just automatically just, oh, that, that can't be possible. That's so, it. That's um, the problem. And you know what? What I think is very important is we have to see telepathy just as a way of communication. It's not about you have to do this, you have to do this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Think about it, 150 years ago, if you would have said to somebody, you can talk to somebody else through a line, like a telephone, in another town, they would have looked at you like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or even, even now cell phones, you don't even have to plug them in anymore. But, you know, like, this is just the way we do. We just pick up the phone, we just dial a number. And it doesn't matter how it works, you just talk to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same with telepathy. It's not that we shouldn't make a big deal out of it because the more you make a big deal out of it, the more it's like, oh gosh, can I do it? Can I not do it? Like I said, you just pick up the phone and dial a number. So that's the same with telepathy. We all have it. And it's just that, that you have to be, you have to listen because you get the messages all the time. You don't know because nobody has ever told you that. And as you just really perfectly said, you know, your mind was saying, oh, it can't be. That's right, the problem. Exactly. Yeah, because we get those telepathic messages all the time, and I'm sure that many listeners have had that. For example, you know, you're watching TV, your dog companion comes and looks at you, and you say, oh, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? You go in the kitchen, yes, the water bowl and the food bowl is empty. And that is telepathy, you know, because some people might say, oh, it's a certain look. Yes, yes, you know, you kind of get tuned into that as well, but that's how you start, And like I said, it's like a muscle. You can't get better and better. You just have to first start somewhere. And it's 
again, everybody has this ability. We use it all the time. I mean, sometimes, let's say, your telephone rings, and without looking at call display, you just know who it is. How do you know? That's telepathy. But mm-hmm. we kind of push it aside. Oh, that was just a oh, lucky guess or something, you know? Right, that, right. That is telepathy. Perfect. Now, you've helped me tremendously with my last foster dog. Can you tell us what it is that foster dogs really need from foster parents? Okay, I will. Thank you. Well, when we take in an animal to foster, usually this animal has had quite usually a bad experience. Right. So when they come to us, and then I finally they have a place where they feel safe or, you know, they start, they start to relax. And then all of a sudden we find them in new home and we give them away again. Then the animal gets shocked like, oh gosh, what's wrong? Why? What was wrong? What did I do wrong? Didn't they like me? What's wrong with me? You know, they, they start guessing. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is when whoever takes in a foster animal will tell the dog, cat why like literally say hey um, buddy you're here now I'm your foster so you're going to stay here with me for a while I make sure that you're safe that you're healthy and we're looking for forever home for you this is only temporary and so that the animal knows right from the beginning this is only temporary so they're saying that verbally not yes verbally I would recommend to anybody right now when you first start to talk with animals do it verbally because um when you haven't really, when you don't pay too much attention to your thought, we kind of get a little bit not very precise. So it's the best. And again, you don't know, does the, the animal pay attention to me right now or not? That comes with practice. So, you, you know, you literally, you know, you sit down with the dog either, you know, while you pick him up or something and he's in the car with you or when you come home, you can literally, you can say it and say, listen, again, I'm your foster. So that means you're here now so that you're safe that you can relax, you can learn certain things, and we're looking for forever home, and then, and again, you will be safe. And you can introduce yourself, you know, for example, if some, every time I have a new family member coming into my home, I say, you know, my name is Claudia, I talk to animals, so, you know, and then mm-hmm. I introduce my, my out-of-animal family members, and, you know, just, you know, just as you would be almost with a person, right? And then, right. And, uh, and quite often, again, the animals go through trauma, so it's very important to tell them that we understand. So, for example, if they are fearful, then we can say, you know, I understand that you're afraid. That was the past. You weren't treated well. You're safe here now. You can relax. You know, like you really help them through dealing with those issues. Okay. And so the main things that us fosters have to relate to the, the pet that we're fostering is A, that they're safe and B, that it's temporary. That is very, very important, yes. The temporary is the most important because, as I said before, they might stay with us for a couple of weeks. They might stay with us for a few months. Mm -hmm. And they're really, you know, the people who foster, they usually care, you know. So they're really nice people, and the animals get attached to them. They love them. They might even start to pull down the walls that have built around them. And then Mm -hmm. when they're finally settling in, they're going to be given away. And then that's the same thing. What's wrong now? What did I do wrong? And they, they start off sometimes even worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they feel rejected or, you know, whatever. And it was never the intention, but the animal didn't know it was only temporary. Well, that's a very important tip for those rescue organizations out there right now. Another thing, too, if I, if I may say, I work uh, with quite a few people who do foster. And mm-hmm. this one client, she's been with me forever, and she fosters a lot of dogs. And she had gotten her dog companions through the fostering as well. Of course, she failed many times. Right. <laughs> and then what we do, too, when we talk to the animal, we kind of talk to the animal about the past. Where I can, of course, do the translation and really find out what was going on and, you know, like little, you know, help that way. 
And then the other thing I do is I always say, what would be the perfect home for you? So they can yeah, say, that you know, would be a jewel. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they can say, you know, maybe in the country or in the city, uh, children, no children, what age or, you know, whatever. And then through that, it, of course, helps to find the right home. And then with this lady, like I said, I don't know, I've been working with her, oh, geez, it's 15, 16 years or whatever. So every time she has a foster coming in and not one foster has ever been returned. Good, good. So, you know, from the forever home. So it really helps when we find out what home you need now, what would make you feel great. And you know what? It, it can be anything. Like one dog, I think, asked once, um, he would like to be with somebody, with a man, and he wouldn't mind being in a car all day. So actually, a trucker adopted him. It was fantastic. Perfect. That's hilarious. You know? <laughs> yeah. So he's sitting in the truck with him. You know, he's a long-distance trucker, right? Yeah. So he's touring the country, and he's happy as could be, and the gentleman is happy that he has, has a companion now. You know, it was perfect. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, rescue organizations, I hope you're listening. I love, love where we're going, but we'll continue with this topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Hi, this is Jody Miller-Young from Bark and Swagger. Tune in for everything pet fashion and more. From fashion tips and runway trends, products and designs I love, to fabulous home decor for your furry friend, you'll find it all here. Be the first to discover the new. So what are you waiting for? Find me on Pet Life Radio. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. All right, we are back and we are talking with animal communicator Claudia Hare about what our canine friends or any furry friends really need. 
So Claudia, for those that have adopted dogs, what are the top things they need to know or do so their dog doesn't have to carry their fears or trauma into their new forever home? Yeah, definitely. One thing with telepathy, which is really important to mention, is that when you communicate, when you speak and when you think, you send out telepathic messages. It's sort when of you like speak or sing? <laughs> when you say you, sorry, think. <laughs> when you speak or think. Okay, <laughs> When you sing okay. as well, of course. <laughs> you send out telepathic messages. It's sort of like the radio. You know, the radio constantly sends out whatever waves, you know? Yes, yes. We also receive. But what's very important to know with telepathy is that negatives do not come through. So what I mean with that is if I say to, to you and to all the listeners right now, don't think about a green elephant. A green elephant with big ears and uh, a red head and a black bow tie. I mean, I don't know why a black bow tie, but the elephant is wearing a black bow tie. This green elephant with a red head wears a black bow tie. Now, what did you all think about? Most were actually thinking about the green elephant or the bow tie or the, the head or all together. But at the beginning, I said, please don't think about a green elephant. And that's what I mean with negatives. When we say something, when we say don't do this, we actually tell our animals to do exactly that. Oh. Yeah. For example, let's say you have a dog called Buddy and uh, you just went for a walk with Buddy and Buddy's all muddy and a neighbor, you know, you're standing in front of your house and your neighbor's coming from across the road to chat with you and she's dressed in a white dress and you think already, oh gosh, and say, Buddy, please don't jump. But mm -hmm. in your mind, you already see your neighbor with all the, you know, right. muddy paw prints all over the dress. So your dog, companion, sees that. He says, you want me to, you know, jump up on her and put all the paw prints on it? I can do that and we'll do it. So what you should think instead is, buddy, please keep all four feet on the ground. So always say what you want. Now, animals that we adopt or we rescue, they have bad experiences. Usually they have uh, fears, they went through traumas and so on. So first of all, we have to take that really, really serious about say what you want. Because if you say to a dog, don't be scared, that's yeah, an elephant. That's common. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you actually say, be scared. You might picture this beautiful dog sitting in the corner and, uh, you know, being scared. So it's about, you can trust me. I want to keep you safe. I want mm -hmm. to make you happy. Just come and join me. So always say what you want. This is so, so important because most people actually say what they don't want and it makes it even worse and it takes much longer for the animal to feel good. Right. And, and the other thing is possible is anyone who has rescued a wonderful dog or any other animal to have a session with a communicator because talking to an animal is so powerful. I love this one example. I spoke with a lady once who rescues bull mastiffs. And as, as you probably all know, this is a very big breed, a very powerful yes. breed. And this lady, her dog companions are bull mastiffs. She works with the breed. She rescues the breed. So she knows that breed. And she called me and, and like I said, I love this example because it's so powerful. And she said to me, Claudia, I, I adopted this dog a year and a half ago. He's two now. And to this day, I cannot feed him or touch him unless he's in his crate. Otherwise, this big, big dog is cowering and shaking and, and scared. And she tried everything from training to behavior modification, positive reinforcement and everything. Nothing worked. So I spoke with him and he told me from his past and he was very, very badly abused, very badly beaten. And the first question he had for me was, when is she, meaning my client, going to hurt him? So even after a year and a half, her being gentle with him and working with him, he still was afraid that she would at one point just 
have it and beat him up. Mm-hmm. So I was able to explain to him that that was the past, that he was really safe forever. This was his forever home. So I get a call from her two or three days later, and she said, Claudia, the same dog now is sitting beside me on the couch eating off my plate. So this one question changed his entire life. Aw, that's a good that's, <laughs> that's a good ending. That's the power. So that's why, you know, like when you first start, of course, you can't have a conversation with questions and answers yet. But please uh, make sure that you put everything in the positive and then, you know, maybe you want to use a communicator because it is very, very, very powerful. Oh, I learned firsthand from you, actually. I never really realized or knew much about it until I spoke with you and, and it changed everything. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, I know there are just too many dogs out there in need of a home, but is there a general consensus or advice from their end on how we can better address the cause? I don't, I don't know if you, you can pick that up. It's a big, big, broad question. <laughs> you mean now from the animal perspective or the human perspective? From the animal perspective. Yeah. Again, the most important part is that we understand that animals sometimes have issues too. Unfortunately, there's sometimes still the belief out there that animals don't remember And that's, of course, it's not correct because if animals wouldn't remember, we couldn't train an animal to do anything because we would start all over again every minute kind of thing, right? So animals do remember the past. Some animals, they're really happy. They only think about it once in a while and that comes back. Maybe they're fearful in a situation or when something's, yeah, in a situation, others, they're stuck in the past, so to speak. So sometimes when animals act in a certain way, it's not that they are not meaning to, it doesn't mean that they want to upset us or whatever, but there might be something out of their past. So it's really to be understanding and seeing that there might be something from the past that might have nothing to do with us, but we absolutely can help the animal through it. And again, it's through the communication. It's through the communication to put everything in the positive, work through it with them. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, like with a person and it's really working through it and not just get over it. So right, right. I think that's a very, very big thing because the same with us, you know, if something happened in your past and I'm sure that many listeners, hey, me included, we have things from the past when we were children, like really small. I can still remember one thing my mother said to me. She only said it once and still in my mind, I think I was like three or four and I'm still working on it. You know what I mean? So if right. somebody says to me, oh, just get over it. Well, I've been trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> easier said than done. So it's the same with the animals. We have to help them through it. Mm-hmm. I guess we just need to be more open to the uh, thinking outside the box to get that done though, right? So. That's it. You know what? With animals, animals are exactly like us. They have feelings, emotions, they can think, they can rationalize. Yes, they do have different values, but they're just like us. They're just, um, you know, it's like if there are five people standing in a room. Everybody looks different, which is wonderful. And that's the same with the animals. They just, you know, some have, you know, four legs or and, and some have fins, but but we all we all souls. We all souls with feelings and emotions. But thankfully, we all look different. I mean, right, that's the beauty right. of this this planet. But we all go through that. So we just have to see that, that there's no difference between us. And if you think about it, if you would be in a scary situation or if you had some past issues in relationships, wouldn't you like the, the new relationship to be more open and somebody helping you through that? And that's exactly... How would you like to be treated in a situation? And that's how you should, you know, that's what you should pass on to your animal companions and uh, treat them with the same, you know, patience and understanding as we wanted it. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and again, what we really have to know is there's no difference between animals and humans. Like I said, just the values are different. Well, Claudia, you know, some trainers would uh, 
disagree with that one. I know, unfortunately, but you know, many things are still a little bit stuck in the past. It's like, um, you know, we know that the earth is round now, but for a long, long time, it was believed that it was flat, that you go to the end, you fall down. And whoever said different was, you know, was shunned, so to speak. But mm-hmm. now we know that the earth is round. And so that's the same thing. I mean, it's, it's such an old belief that animals can't think, that animals can't do that. And I, you know, every day in the paper, we see something that animal rescues another animal or whatever. You know what I mean? And this, this is proof that animals can think and we also have different of course a dog needs to go out to run and do a fish needs water to swim so we also have to you know give that to our animal companions as well so again there are some differences right but deep down the understanding that the passion the the help is um you know like my animal companions i rely on them they rely on me if i'm outside at night going for a walk with my with my dog companions i totally rely on them is there anybody around the corner <laughs> right right you know you tell me thanks i appreciate that and i'm you know and i look after them so we have a relationship which is giving and taking and that's the most important part you give and take and you do it physically Absolutely. emotionally and you will have a fantastic relationship yes i always say human animal bond is a two-way street Correct. So really quick before we we wrap things up, can you clarify, can dogs, cats, are they colorblind? (laughs) No, they're not. No, they're absolutely not. And see, that's the beauty when you talk to animals because scientists always, they, they do tests. It's always funny when I read, you know, they just started, they just funded a new project and whatever, and it will take so many years. And I say, why don't I just ask them? <laughs> animals can see color. And I, if we have time, I like to give you a great example. A client okay, of really mine. Quick. Okay. A client of mine had a dog companion who was a larger dog and she was mm-hmm. getting older and she was getting cold in the winter. So uh, we had a session and the lady asked, would you like a coat? Because the dog never had a coat and a large dog with lots of hair and whatever. And she said, yeah, I would, I would like a coat. So the lady went out, bought a coat, and uh, it was quite an expensive coat, put it on, and her dog refused to go outside. So I got a call, and she said, I just spent all this money for this coat, and my dog doesn't go out, right? So I get in touch with her, and she says, it's pink. So I said to the lady, she doesn't like it because it's pink. And she says, it has one pink square on it. That's why, you know, that's why it was a little bit cheaper. So luckily, the coat was reversible, so reverse that, and the dog had no problem to go out. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> animals do see color <laughs> and you can ask them too what's their favorite color so yes absolutely they see color yes and animals also know time that's another thing that people think it's not true animals know time they really do mm, like a half hour one hour that kind of time yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you say i'm home at seven and you're not home at seven they know seven o'clock they really do so we have to be careful what we say to our animal companions. That's another thing, too. Is I mean, mm. if you live with a person and you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be home tonight at 6, and then you finally get home at 8, your partner or your son, your daughter, whatever, you might get pretty upset with them because you're two hours late. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, why didn't you call then at least or something? Because you might be worried they had an accident or something happened. So that's with our animal companions. You know, we should tell them what time we will be home and be really home because they do no time. Hmm, that's a good tip, that, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's how you can help Axel with, with uh, separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Because tell them what time you will be back, and you have to be back. It's the same when you make an appointment with a friend. I'll meet you at 2 o'clock to watch a movie or whatever. You're right. there at 2 o'clock. So that's same with our animals. Let them know what time you will be back. They do know time, yes. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for that input. It's such such a pleasure to get this message across. If anyone's wanting to know more about you, where's the best place for them to reach you? 
Oh, the best place is on our website at www.claudiahair.com. That's C-L-A-U-D-I-A-H-E-H-R.com. Perfect. That's the best way. Okay. Well, we are out of time, and I'd like to thank Claudia Hare and Mark Winter, our producer, for making the show possible. You can come join Save a Pooch community at saveapooch.com. Lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, please email me at Beverly, without an E, Beverly at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, spread animal compassion. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.